Jeff Meller in for Sylvie today here on a fun Friday, even though it is a little bit chilly out there. Can I start with the following? On the 2024 NFL predictions, early Super Bowl 2025 picks and MVP breakouts, our good friend Matt Bowen, whoa, whoa, whoa. NFL but analyst. Before I'm just we saying, jump in I'm just saying, there. Okay. I'm just saying right. before you try to dis- dispute what I said yes. about yes. And, and stick up for yourself, our good buddy Matt Bowen has got the Packers over the Bengals. He's got the Packers winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, boy. Well, we can get into this. Ruminate on that one, Bears fans. Yeah, we that? will get into that. Some it's of the... a little early to start making predictions, but like our Matt says, this is his early, early Super Bowl pick, fifty nine pick, Packers over the I Bengals. Th- I think we should. We will go through some of the ESPN analysts and what they were asked to do. Make By some the way, early just picks. want to add this too. He's got Jordan Love as the league MVP. Oh boy, next year as well. Maybe we should reach out to Matt Bowen and ask him why he's got so much Packers love. Here um, in Chicago, I know he's a local guy. But uh, before we do get into some of the ESPN NFL predictions, do you feel like you have to set something straight? I do because I can I ask you one question? Can I ask you one question? Yes, and you promise to answer it honestly. I promise. Have you ever played drawing? Played drawing? Played the the game of drawing pictures on my vehicle at any point? I would like to get into that. Will, have you ever? Have I, you ever done it? Just yes or no. One time. I've, so the answer is, is yes. So the is, answer is yes. This is so been, the answer is yes. Can I finish? I asked you a question and you're yapping. Yes one, or no? One time. So the answer is yes. The answer is did you one time? Did you also put penis caps on my tire where my tire caps? I've also told you in the past. Yes. That, but putting penis caps on your tires. I think I think is our guys different. I have pled guilty to previous crimes, have I not? But you don't just assume. Let me ask you a question. If you're a police officer, Hold on. okay, and there's a crime that goes down, and it fits the profile of a previous committer of said crime, isn't that the person you would look to first? How, how many times has said crime been committed? Oh, quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. More like, than more than. A, more than 50, probably? Uh, not 50. I would say probably 20 times okay. at least, 25. And are you including the all the times it happened where you had to draw, where you had to come to a truce with your actual host of said show years and years ago before COVID okay, even so happened? Okay, so maybe 30 times. Okay. Yeah, it's happened right. a bunch. So penis drawing on some's car, someone's car but has been a record, serial it's, offense. It's, it's, it's not like somebody's taking a personal marker. What it is is my car is usually a little bit dirty because mm-hmm. it's... I'm going to get it washed this weekend. Yes. So there's kind of like whatever it is, dirt Filth, on the windows. Yeah. Filth grime, is a strong word. Grime. That's a strong word as well. But it gives somebody the opportunity to, if in fact they were looking to, to, to create some sort of illustration, it gives them the opportunity to do so. So let me set the scene for you of what was going on yesterday. Uh, Thursdays during ski season for me i have the day off because that's the day i take my son alex to his ski practice and while he's practicing you're practicing on an etch-a-sketch new penises <laughs> that is not what is happening right? um no i actually like what i do is i usually when i'm in the car i throw on espn 1000 and i take in a lot of the waddle and sylvie show um cross talk frequently yesterday was unique because i had a an orthodontist appointment scheduled for my son 
before ski practice. So I actually picked him up from school early yesterday. He usually gets out at 3 o'clock. I picked him up at 2 o'clock for his 220 orthodontist appointment. So he was exposed to this conversation? So I bring him to the orthodontist 15 minutes in and out. Around 2.48, I hop in the car. I fire up the radio. And what do I hear but this? This is basically the first thing I hear right around 2.48 when I am bringing my son Alex home from the orthodontist appointment. Yep. Rest in peace, Carl Weathers. You know, yeah. Great, great job today. And who's drawing uh, penises on my car again? I had four of them. Four no, of them on serious? my car. Yeah, four of them. Come on. Bro. I don't know where I believe it was, it was Meller. It was same, from two days ago. Same size and shape. Different uh, there, was a variety, there was a variety where, of different ones. Are they all in the same style of art? Like is one anime and one's like a photorealist kind of thing? Do they look the same? How yeah. vascular is the I don't believe there was enough attention placed on the drawing of the detail. Because okay. yeah. when you're drawing penises on somebody else's yeah. vehicle in the parking garage, yeah. if there are people walking by, they're going to wonder what the F's right. wrong with yeah. you. Right, exactly. Yeah. How does anybody was know where you're parking a, anymore? Was there a bulbous head? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Because it there used to happen when we, we were getting the involved Pokemon. as well. Bulbous head. Oh. The, ba- the berries are involved There's as well. There's a leathery man yeah. sack on there? Yeah, oh, I mean, boy. it's, it's uh, Vincent Van Dong is back to his... his... This was from COVID a few years yeah. ago. It's got to be Meller because it's gotta be in fact, it was I, two days ago. When, there's four of them. There's four. two on the back, one on each side of the back window, like in the back seat area. Yeah. It's yeah. got to be Meller. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I, it used I, to be they just put wash your car. You know, wash. Now he's right. No, they're putting dongs yeah. on my car. And I, I was parked in like the second to last spot up the ramp. And I was walking from the show two nights ago, and some couple was driving in, and I stopped. I said, my car's right here. I'll, I'll move it. And, and then I walked up to it. my car, and they're sitting there waiting for okay. me. And I had to dongs. I had to wipe oh, the two dongs God. off the back and God. the two on the side. Oh, you imagine? And I just looked at them smiling too- going, my friends, they're this just... <laughs> This nice old couple in from yes. the suburbs to yeah. see a show. Yeah. They're all wearing they had Ohio crime in the city. You it was, you crime in Chicago. I saw a man, he had to wipe four penises off his car oh, before yes. he could go home. Is that former Bear Tom Waddle <laughs> imagine penises off his car? Uh, uh, imagine if you've got Michelangelo. Pictures of penises. Let me ask terrible. you, if Michelangelo draws a penis and Salvador Dali draws a penis, I'm imagining those are two Spectacular penises. penises. Jeff Meller, you're never going to confuse Jeff Meller for Salvador Dali. I'm just saying. That was it was Happy Meller. If Meller's listening right now, you know what? Just call us and give Stop me an explanation why. I'm guessing it's Meller because it has to be. God, I mean, who You've are, never done it, right? Never. Over the course of time, there. This never. was like a. Yeah, Meller's an animal. He I mean, is. believe yeah. me. It's, it's him. I'm pretty sure it's Meller. My name was said over ten and times way, in that individual look at me. clip. That was that was Carmen DeFalco Both. who called you an animal. Yeah. and blamed you. I, I do think. Carmen is using me as his foil. I there. I am. He is definitely. Oh, you think he's a suspect? suspect. I don't believe yes. he is. He absolutely is. I, I think both him and Yurko are highly suspect in this case. I think Danny Zetterman is definitely in play as the director of content here at ESPN Chicago. He knows that. It's a good point because he's trying to create content. Yeah. You know what? Just wrapped up football season. Yeah. What's Danny Zetterman looking to do? Yeah create some excitement around the station well, so I'm, I'm the thought that i'm having right now is what was alex's reaction when he was hearing all of his this? immediate Your thought son. was are they talking about you and, and i said what do you you hear my name don't you yes did Multiple you times? did you explain to him that you have in fact purchased 
tire caps in the shape of penises from Amazon. Oh, listen, I didn't have to because you guys brought that in, too. Well, I had how to, did I had you to explain cut the clip it to him? Somewhere. He's your son. When, when he asks you, Dad, what are you doing? He what didn't he ask say? any more questions. He didn't have follow-up questions. I just said, yeah. Probably because he was embarrassed. I said they're talking. No, I don't think he was embarrassed at all. Here's the deal. I have, the, I have admitted to you one time I have drawn a penis on your car. I took a picture of the time I did it, and I showed it to you because... I did so in retaliation after my car was assaulted by you heathens at some point where, having never done it, my car was in need of a wash that day years ago. And I was then assaulted with multiple, you know, more than four. I probably had ten on my car. Yes. Well, I didn't do that. Yes, you did. I did not. It was somebody, and I'm pretty sure it was you. I was not. I'm pretty sure. I was not. Have you never done it? I have in retaliation. I never started it. So I've done it one time on your car once. And again, I took a picture the time I did it as evidence. And I I will tell you, if I draw a penis on your car, you'll know it was me. You know I have some artistic talent. Do I not? Yes, you do. I've proven that in the past. Yeah, but like I said, like... This is not sitting down and creating a work of art. This is just, this is kind of like a drive-by yeah. etch sketch I'm telling you, if I take the time so to do, do it. who do you think it is? I think it's either Carm, Yurk, or Danny. One of those three. And Yurko, with all his follow-up questions, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it was him. He, he, he definitely is playing coy here. I just didn't realize hearing this back, too, that the segue from the passing of Carl Weathers to that conversation was a touch odd. Yes. And I feel feel some shame and guilt. Rest in peace, Carl Weathers. I thought that was the best way to... I feel some shame and guilt. I thought that was the best way to... You disturbed the peace in which he rests. Yeah, not just participating in it. I actually was the one who made the jump. Yeah, I... Yep, rest in peace, Carl Weathers. You know, yeah. great, great job today. And who's drawing penises on my car? Again? That's an odd segue from from my perspective. I mm-hmm. apologize. Yeah. So, well, that's how my son was uh, introduced yesterday. Okay. To so, the drive like, home. I mean, so what do you want now? What do you want? I just want. I'm telling you, want an you, apology. I will. Is it worthy of an apology on my children's life? That's a little. Uh, that's a little. Aggressive. I did not draw. Any penises on your car? Are you talking to me or Carmen not, right now? Because it sounded like Carmen, Lieutenant. Lieutenant uh, General uh, Carmen DeFalco was yeah. also pretty adamant about you being the, Again, the guilty party. You know, I think it benefits him to throw throw uh, throw others under the bus. Your way? Yeah, so that nobody detects that he's the guy. Okay. I think both him and, him and Yurko are very highly in play. Um, what time do they leave? They leave right around three o'clock every day. Their day's over. My car right now is in is in in spot number one as you walk up the ramp. Was it has it been washed recently? No. Uh, so there's a possibility. There is a very more? good chance. And if it and if there's something on it today, it's the good kid. This Chris is, doesn't take go up into the to the because no, he takes he, yes. he walks or takes well, the train. It could still Danny Zetterman's still in play. That is true. Um, but I will say Yurko's too smart to go back to the well. So scene of the crime. I think he knows that if he does it today, he's, you know, without Carmen here, that it would basically shine a light on both him and Danny as the only viable options in this crime. So what what did they say? What was the the line from Macbeth? I should know because I played the role of Macbeth in the school, the fifth grade play Macbeth at Sharonville Elementary School. uh, Methinks you, what is it? Doth protest protest too much. Too much. Out ye spots. I remember the damn spots. Yeah. That's when Lady Macbeth is going crazy. Right. Um, She thinks she's seen things. Yes. Yes. Um, So you think I'm protesting too much? 
Is that what you're telling me? I think if you continue to protest, then I think it's probably too much. Well, yeah. how, how long should I go until I've hit the threshold of one? Because I now, would like an apology. Right I would like an apology. You, I'm sorry. Thank I you. Apologize. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm going to play that back for Alex because it wasn't me. I, I promise apologize, you. Alex. But Alex, I do. I do believe you should ask your father why he would go to such lengths as to buy tire caps in the shape of penises to put on my car for a good job that he actually spent. The family's hard-earned money on said novelty item. They were like three ninety-nine a piece. No, it not was a, a piece. bag I of know. like two hundred. No, no. <laughs> no, it was a bag of four. I think. There was no my ass. It was a bag of four. I I, there was you. like a month-long event where I was driving my was- my daughter saw it on two occasions in the driveway. <laughs> okay, I but I did. I didn't. I didn't go all four. I went like one at a time. And I did so because I was sick and tired of being accused of drawing penises on the car. And so I figured I'd be clever about it and do it a different way. Okay. But again, I've only once in my life done so. And it was when my car was assaulted. So that's where I just wanted to okay, let you know. Okay. Uh, my apology is extended to you. Would you like to I appreciate apologize? It. Thank you. Uh, would you like to apologize to me for, for? doing for drawing on it on my car at least once and then putting those objects on my tire caps? If, if, you, if you're looking no, for no, no, no. If you're looking for an apology, I apologize for doing it that one time. That doesn't count. My you, car you just gave me the been, old, if you're looking for an apology. If I offended anybody, Tom, I am sorry for offending you. I'm sorry for the one time. Although I'm not really sorry for that one time because, again, my car had been just trashed. And I so I felt the need to respond. So that's why I understand I why you uh, would lash out at me. But it uh, seems because like I we, was driving seemed, in the car. It and seems all of a like sudden we made we made a little bit of progress. My son's 13 year old ears are assaulted by, uh, you know, you know, this bevy of penis talk and accusation at me. And again, I just it's not me. So do you believe my me? apologies? Do you believe me? I do believe. Thank you. you. Yeah. All right. Then Just we for the sake on. of moving on and having the show kind Fine. of get back on track. All right. We'll get back on track. But it was not me, so we still have someone out there who's uh, back in the game. Yeah, there's, a guilty, there's still somebody there's, guilty out there. We have a young Jonah Hill from Superbad running around. Is our, that what they did there? Well, Stuff he, in his art in the lunchbox? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was a, a penis <sighs> treasure trove, I believe. He you know what my part. roommate said to me the other day? Hmm. He says... I've been microdosing uh, super bad lately. He just watches like he'll like come down, turn it on the TV for like ten minutes, and then move on with his day. I think do another ten minutes. Speaking of Tyler and in odd statements, mm-hmm. he was talking to Danny, and I walked in, and we were talking about giving up something for Lent. Oh yeah, and I go, I don't know what I'm going to give up for Lent. Maybe I'll give up smoking. And Tyler, all out of the blue, goes, oh, no. And he's like, I was like, what? He goes, I gave up French fries for Lent, and I just had French fries today. <laughs> and what did you and say? And my response wait, wait. to him was, how in the world can you break your Lent promise in not even one full First day? First Friday. The First Friday. Friday. And what and do you say? I, I don't have my Lent legs under me yet. <laughs> I've been trying, like... I did start it's, laughing right away, and, and I wondered whether or not that had, it was a phrase that people used. And he said, no, I just... To be honest, just, the toughest just made part of Lent for me is remembering. remembering, is the memory part hey, of but it. but you just, you're saying to yourself, I'm giving, up, I'm giving up French fries, and you had French fries this afternoon. Yeah, I, like I've been, I, I eat French fries uh, probably like once a week. Like naturally, they just come into your diet once a week, and... It's just one of those things you don't think about, but now you're making a major lifestyle change. And it, <laughs> major. And I, and I whiffed. 
40 days major lifestyle change. Yeah. Cut out fries. So I, mm. I'll, I'll well, tack on one day. At past what point Easter. do you think you'll have your Lent legs under you? Are you a I weekend? would hope by next week. Usually by March, I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> I would hope by next yeah. week. When March Madness, uh, when the bracket's released, that's when Tyler's finally in the swing of things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, no, it was Enough uh, nonsense. You have a lot of stuff on your list of things to talk about today, don't yeah, you? I do want to get into the Bears. What are some of the issues with their roster? We've talked a lot about the quarterback. What about what everything else? Want to get into that a little bit. But let's take a call first. Joe's been patient. He's in Glenview. He wants to talk about what Ryan Poles needs to do. What's going on, Joe? You're on Waddle and Sylvie Miller and for Sylvie today. Hey, thanks for uh, taking the call. I've been sure. following this uh this uh, trial uh, yeah. for kangaroo court. It is. Um, I, I think you're getting uh, getting set up there, Mr. Miller, uh, myself. Listen, Joe, but, if, if, I, if I went on the radio and said Joe from Glenview is drawing penises on my car, how would you feel? If you had oh, not, what, if you had not time out, Joe said penises on the car. Joe has never done it. And Joe has never also participated in the hanky you know? panky with Joe, regard to the tire caps. Have you ever drawn a penis on a car, Joe? No comment. Fair. <laughs> to the best of my recollection, <laughs> I don't recall said event. Okay, guilty. So, uh, but that's not why you called, Joe. No, I hope not. <laughs> no, no. Uh, seriously, uh, I think Ryan Poles. I trust in him. He. I feel he's done a very a pretty good job so far. Yes, and I like the direction the team's headed. I think we have to do, we have to separate the issues. It's not a question of whether uh, how good Justin Fields is so much as if there's an upgrade available, regardless of position, I, and we have the ability, the capability, you know, the resources to to uh, and the draft picks. Let's upgrade, and, and I think. I think there is an upgrade available at quarterback. Thanks for taking the call, guys. Yeah, no thank problem, you, Joe. Joe. And I think, listen, that's a very common sense approach. This is not a vote against; it's a vote for something else. Like, and this is where it's just—I'm—I'm I'm baffled. I'm baffled at why take the name off the back of the jersey. Baffled at why people are so willing to overlook to settle for mm-hmm. what is mediocre. You know, performance. Now, I'm as I've said all along, my mind is open to whatever the path Ryan Poles wants to choose. If you want to choose, if you do your process, your information, and you you gather all of the intel, and you do all of the research, and you come to the conclusion there's nobody in this draft that you would use the first overall selection on, I've been very consistent with this. Trade it. Move forward with Justin. See if you can improve. My only point to you is, is marginal improvement... It's not acceptable. Okay? Like, whatever the decision is, and if it's Caleb Williams or it's Drake May, it's got to be a hell of a lot better than it has been the last year plus. Don't care who it is. If it's Justin, great. But if you're not going to expect whoever's playing quarterback next year to play it in a more efficient manner and a more effective manner, and that's going to be, if you bring in a rookie, that's going to be a high bar to clear. Mm-hmm. But if you're not raising your level of expectations for performance, then I don't know what you're. I, I, I don't know what we're in this for. Like again, I, I, I'm I'm here with an open mind. But if you're not willing to to acknowledge that the position needs to be played at a higher level, I don't know what you're watching Sunday in and Sunday out. Do they need to improve in a lot of other areas? Absolutely. There's no question. 
but the concept of why in the world would Ryan Poles pivot and go in another direction? I mean, I give you. I, I, I'm just. Gave us the stats. I, I'm giving you the 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 playbook for that. Now, if he go, again, I say it for the one millionth and five hundred and fiftieth time. If he goes through the process and doesn't like what he sees out there and available guys that are available I, in the draft, then move forward with the guy you have. It just has got to be better. It's interesting. You bring that up in 312-332-3776. We'll take your calls here on Waddle and Sylvie about that. You bring that up, though, if he goes through the process and doesn't see what he likes in the idea of moving forward Justin Fields. I'd like to explore that a little bit and, again, dive deeper into some of the other positions that the Bears do need help with. They've got a lot of cap space available after yesterday's moves. We know they've got the number one pick. They've got number nine. So they've got some draft capital to work with. There's a lot of avenues for the Bears to get better this yes. offseason, which is very exciting to me as a Absolutely. Bears fan. I cannot like last year, last year Sylvie stood in this position and frequently said it was the biggest yeah. offseason in the Bears history. And you know what? Oh, this one's exceeds this that off one. season yeah. has blown last offseason out of the water yeah. by virtue of what Ryan Pulse was able to accomplish last year when he made the trade with the Panthers. So there's a lot on the table. It's very exciting as a Bears fan. And what you just said is interesting to me. I'd like to talk about that along with all everything else that we've laid out. So join us, 312-332-3776, right here on ESPN 1000. Waddle and Sylvie back here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller. And for Sylvie today, we've got some NFL news crossing the wire here. Ian Rappaport says that the Chiefs have picked up the option on Chris Jones, which which gives them the right to retain his services via the franchise tag if they would like to. He was due $4.25 million in incentives. And had they not picked up that option, they would have lost the right to franchise him. So that just it doesn't necessarily mean... Kind of mean, a procedural thing. Yeah, it doesn't mean that he won't be a free agent, but it means that the Chiefs still have the franchise tag in play for him. And the reason we mention this is, A, he's one of the best players defensively in the National Football League, and he is on the list of... Yes. You know, the top free agents that will be more than likely available. I would say uh, he... Frequently in, in, in all these he's publications, one or two. yeah, usually yeah. he's mostly usually number one, unless you're going to put Kirk Cousins above him right. by uh, most uh, publications. So that is uh, the latest from Ian Rappaport regarding free agency. Of course, that's something I want to dive into, but you did want to, of course, give an update. I, I, he's, uh, okay. Yeah, I'll get to that in one second. Before we get there, we are taking your calls, talking a little bit about the Bears. One thing I did want to ask you, so let's set... The quarterback, or no, actually, no, first, you mentioned the idea of Ryan Poles moving forward with Justin Fields. If he goes through the process, yes. goes to the combine, like you guys will be there, and deems the quarterback prospects not worthy of maybe that number one overall pick. I've said that from day one, that, that to me it's the evaluation process is detailed and maybe difficult, but the actual decision to me should be easy. If you've come to the conclusion that somebody mm-hmm. is there that is worthy of the number one pick and you believe that guy can take you somewhere that Justin can't, you use that pick and you pivot and you move. If you come to the conclusion that there's nobody there that fits that bill, trade the pick and move forward with Justin for the time being and see if the progress that you're hoping for takes place. The one thing, though, is that like all, all the stats that you just laid out during crosstalk with Yerko and Black about Justin Fields and how it just hasn't been good enough, I would ask the question, if not now, then when? Because 
Ryan Poles is in this spot having the number one overall pick. And again, you don't have to draft the guy number one. If, and by if, the way, let me just interject this quick. I, and uh-huh. I'm sorry to no, inter- no, go interrupt. Ahead. Um, uh, uh, Harding called us, and we didn't get to his call yesterday from Charlotte. And Harding is, is, is a loyal listener and somebody that is a great caller. And I believe what he wanted us to do is give him, a, you know, how things should be better or why, you know, what is it about what we saw this past year? And, and I'm interpreting, I think, what his mm-hmm. question was. So if he calls Harding, if you're out there listening, you can call in and ask the question better than I can try and summarize it. And, and Tyler, I think, you know, took the call yesterday. So maybe he could, you know, could chime in with it as well. But I, I think what Harding wanted is, is what... What would you like to see better? And this is what I gave you. That that was kind of the basis of this is what, regardless yes. of who it is. Yeah. Like so, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm. The reason why we mentioned Justin is because he's the guy that's been starting at the quarterback position for the last three years. Mm-hmm. And let's just kick out year one because year one was a was a just disaster. a disaster for yeah, a number Matt of reasons Nagy. that had more to do with things not attached to Justin. So for the last couple of years. So to answer Harding's question of what what do you need to see that's better. I need to see the passing game get better in a lot of areas. So whoever the quarterback is, you can't be 25th in passing yards per game. Your completion percentage has to be significantly better. It can't be 61%. Justin was 32nd in completion percentage for all quarterbacks who played at least half of the games this year. Okay? You you can't be fourth in taking sacks. Are those sacks all on him? And by the way, he missed four games, and yet there were only four guys, I believe, that had more that were sacked more frequently. You, you have to assume some of the responsibility for being more efficient in the pocket and not walking into sacks. It's just th- all fair. This all has to improve. So, so, so fewer sacks. There was improvement in taking care of the football. The turnover rate went down. There's no question. But the overall production from the passing game, it needs to be better. And I will consent to anyone that wants to tell me, well, the coordinator wasn't great. Well, the offensive line wasn't great. Well, they've only got DJ Moore. Yeah, but you also gave Cole Command 11 or $12 million. Like, I'll consent to it. It still has to be better. Yes. Like, the it, most important person on any team is the quarterback, 99 times out of 100. So we can't just ignore, or we can't point in every other direction. Everyone has to wear this. The head coach, the coordinator, the quarterback's coach, the line, the receivers, and the quarterback. It's got to be better, Jeff. I think we're on the same page there. So if you ask me what needs to be better, I've given you a full list. You can't have three games in the second half of the season where the offense basically scored zero touchdowns. And that's ultimately my point to what you just brought up. I want the passing game to be better. It doesn't have to be the best in the league. The Baltimore Ravens got to a point with Lamar Jackson as the MVP for the second time in the league, and they, they were a very good offense. The offense, if the offense scores points, I'm not necessarily concerned with how they do it. They just have to be, you know, at least at the bare minimum, a top half offense in the league, and preferably a top 10 or ultimately top five offense if you're going to truly be considered a Super Bowl contender. And from what we've seen from Justin Fields, even though, you know, athletically he's a dynamic player amongst the best at that position in all the league, the problem is the position, if it's going to be played at a very high level, you need to be able to throw from the pocket and move the ball. And that's something that even though he can do things, some things athletically that Lamar Jackson can do, there's not enough 
that we've seen from him that says he is Lamar Jackson. He's he's more so a version, in my opinion, of what we've seen from Michael Vick, you know, a decade ago. When Michael Vick was a dynamic runner, but from when it came to operating from the pocket, he wasn't good enough. He was for one year when he was paired with Andy Reid in Philadelphia. But aside from that season, you know, you look at early Michael Vick, he never was good enough as a quarterback. He was fun to watch, exciting as hell, but ultimately the Falcons weren't good enough offensively when Michael Vick was their quarterback to really be a true Super Bowl contender. And I fear that Justin Fields, while he's fun to watch and he can give you those highlight-level plays, I don't think we've seen enough, you know, by virtue of some of those stats that you laid out, to truly believe that he's somebody who could never be consistent enough from the pocket to provide you an offense that'll be and a top I, And 10. I think all of what you said is very fair evaluation or criticism, however you want to deem it. Some guys do develop late. Some guys do be get, become better players when you surround them with... Everybody should be a better player when they're surrounded with better players. Like, that's just common sense, right? I, if you surround whoever with better players, that whoever should be a better player. That goes yeah. for anybody. Yeah. It's just... When people ask, well, what, what, you, what do you want to see? This is what I want to see. I want to see all of this stuff get better. When people cringe at the thought that anyone would even consider or contemplate that the Bears may move on from Justin and draft somebody else, I'm not telling you it's exactly what Ryan Poles has to do. What I'm telling you is, is whoever's playing that position next year mm-hmm. has to be better and more efficient and offensively. As a collection of offensive players, they've got to be more effective and more efficient. And that guy under center is going to play an enormous role. So it's just not good enough. If, if we're all, we all have our brains wrapped around, well, the Bears should win 10 games next year. You ain't winning 10 games no. if this is what you're rolling out there. Like, so whoever it is. It's an improved Justin with better players around him, or it's a rookie quarterback with better players around him being coordinated by a better coordinator. Whatever it is that you believe they're putting together up there, it's got to be better. That's all I'm saying. And it can't be incremental improvement. No. They, That's why I said all along, whoever they hired at offensive coordinator has got an enormous you know, uh, job at hand. Because that guy's going to be entrusted with either trying to get Justin to become a better player and fulfill that uh, uh, that potential that many people feels feel that he has. Or you're going to have to have that offensive coordinator develop the first overall pick. This is a tall task for an OC, and that's why Shane Waldron is going to be an enormously important person in their building this year. But And this is where I get back to, if not now, then when for Ryan Poles. Because you have the number one overall pick. Justin Fields is entering his fourth year. Based on those stats, I would be stunned if he moves forward. Because I don't know what he would have seen from Justin Fields enough to convince him that in year four, before you need to start negotiating about a long-term contract, you would forego the opportunity to draft the number one overall quarterback in a quarterback-rich draft, by the way, where you have your pick of the litter. I think it should be Caleb Williams. Ultimately, maybe Ryan Poles doesn't agree. Maybe he does the work. Maybe he feels someone like Jaden Daniels, Drake May, or even J.J. McCarthy is the best route to go forward. But He's in this position now where I want to see him make a decision as a, you know, as a scout to understand this is going to be the guy I move forward with. And if he doesn't, he better be damn sure that Justin Fields next season 
can help deliver the Bears to the playoffs, and we see dramatic steps forward with Shane Waldron as the new offensive coordinator. Because you know what I don't want? I don't want them. I don't want them to trade out of the first overall pick for assets, add some stuff, some rookies around Justin Fields, and then go forward. And then after year four, decide you know what we don't we we didn't see enough improvement from Justin Fields. We now need to make a decision on the quarterback position. This is the time if you're getting away from Justin Fields. You do it because you're in a great position to do so. I don't want them to start trading assets in the future because they decide Justin Fields isn't good enough. I haven't seen enough from Justin Fields to believe that or to have the faith to say, yeah, he's going to be a top half of the quarterback and that's option in the one. NFL. That's behind door number one, which you just described as door number one. We've kicked door number three down. Yes. Like We're not even talking about door number three, no. that you use the first pick on a quarterback and keep Justin. Because I don't find that if it does happen, I'm going to be shocked and it, I'm going to be a little bit unsettled. Ryan Poles, what do you, what's the plan? Door number two is, is Ryan Poles isn't convinced any of these guys is good enough to, uh, to be better than Justin, so you move forward with Justin. You're what, you, you've described what's behind door number one. That's where you want to go. Door number two is over here, and there are a ton of people out there that want what's behind door number two, and they're adamant about it, and they're angry about it, and they think anybody that doesn't feel like them is crazy or needs some sort of counseling. I'm telling you, I'm stepping out of it, and what I'm saying to you, whatever choice, it's got to be better than it was, and, and, and significantly better. And but here, So based on that, though, are you in agreement? Do you want door number one? What I want is I am more than willing to pivot and move on as long as the evaluation process proves that this is the right pick. If I'm uncertain about Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels, then I know then I believe and I've said all along, I believe that you you trade the pick and you move forward and you try to improve your team. And you see if you can get Justin to be a better player over the course of time and you leave yourself the flexibility to go in a different direction if that improvement doesn't materialize. If you are comfortable with Caleb Williams or Drake May, then I'm moving forward. Okay. I'm pivoting and drafting one of these guys first and moving forward for the reasons I've mentioned. It's I, not that Justin has been the worst quarterback in the league. It's because it's got to be better consistent. It's got to be better more consistently than it has been. And I will say that based on me wanting to move forward with Door number one, as you put it, there is the caveat that you're going to be comfortable with one of those quarterbacks. Exactly. You and, know? I, and I think you're working on that premise yes. that you're going to be comfortable with who this player is, whether it's Caleb Williams or Drake May. There is going to be the comfort level. There aren't going to be as many questions attached to this player as there would be on a different year with different mm-hmm. quarterbacks. So I think that like that kind of almost goes without saying that you're pivoting because you're comfortable that one of these guys is a much better option. Let's try Ben, who's in Shorewood. What's going on, Ben? You're on Waddle and Sylvie. Miller in for Sylvie today. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Uh, so, yeah, I completely agree that, you know, Justin Fields just hasn't been the quarterback we need him to be. I think about when I watch the Bears games, I sit and I'm screaming no so many more times at Fields than I'm screaming yes at him for making a good play. Uh, and we just we need better in Chicago. We want sports that are entertaining, not mediocrity. So if we can get that out of Williams or May or any of these other college kids, I think we should definitely shoot for it. Especially given the uh, great position we're in with the first overall pick. If Poles doesn't think we can find that kind of player, we sit on him. Maybe trade Fields, 
and get a different quarterback. I don't even know if that's possible. Probably not. But I want entertainment in a quarterback, not somebody that we're going to have to build a superstar team around. Yeah, I mean, Ben, uh, entertainment comes with effectiveness and efficiency. It's a byproduct. Like, Justin's a tremendously entertainment, entra- yeah. entertaining quarterback. I think you have to pair that entertainment with production and more production. And, that m- and more production comes with that team being better in a lot of different areas. But certainly the play from under center has to be better more consistently. So, look, I... I I think that they're leaning with – I don't have any inside knowledge at all. Just my interpretation. I think they're leaning strongly in one direction, but there's still a long way to go before they make any type of decision at all. Let's try Joe, who's in Crown Point. What's going on, Joe? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, a couple takes on what the Bears should do. You know, trade the first pick for a haul. I say trade fields. You sign Kirk Cousins. You draft a guy like Bo Nix, who I think is uh, Phil Sims with a stronger arm. Have him sit behind Cousins for a couple of years, and then Waddle, we sit back, put our feet up, watch the Lombardis roll in. <laughs> watch the Lombardis watch roll Mike Lombardi. In. No, I'm joking. Will uh, they, Joe, will they get one of those with Cousins, or do they have to wait until Bo Nix is developed in your minds? I think Cousins makes you a playoff team immediately. Interesting. I mean, right? everyone, keep, everyone keeps talking about getting uh, more weapons around fields. Uh, who did Stroud take to the playoffs? Oh, no. I mean, we've had that conversation, Joe, quite a bit. I mean, it can be done. uh, Usually it's the quarterback making everyone else around him better. That's usually what's required of the most important person on your franchise or uh, uh, on your roster. Oddly enough, people are going the other way, feeling that the most, you know, the most credible way to become a, 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 a more effective team is to get better around said quarterback. I'm, I don't know when things you know went the other way, but um, I don't look. I, you know, I have a healthy respect for Kirk Cousins. I don't want to spend no thirty five million dollars, and I think it would be more to be honest with you because he's you know he's going to be he's the top quarterback on the market. He's going to have suitors like the Falcons, potentially the Steelers, who will be interested if he hits the market. The Vikings yeah. probably want to bring him back as well. I agree with that. Um, so I, yeah, it's I think that that. You're passing on the opportunity to build your team with a quarterback who has a very low cap number. And that's one of the most desirable commodities in the NFL in this day and age. Yeah, let's try Chief, who's in Highland. What's going on, Chief? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? How y'all today? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. Tom, let me ask you a question. Sure. Why, why every time, in, Melon, you can, you can chime in too, but it's like, why we have to go like we, we play dumb and dismissive? Because it's like I hear I've been listening to you guys for the past umpteen um years, and just like when we drafted Mitchell Trubisky, no one, not none of y'all up there said anything about Pat Mahomes. None, none of y'all. That was when we had a Lewis Riddick on every day, and we was calling Mitch Maserati, Mitch, and we weren't, and and uh, Lewis Harari, was. Mitch, we weren't. And, we weren't. Lewis was. Lewis was calling him Maserati, Mitch. Lewis was, but then right. we got behind them too, and because we would constantly ask them, and then you guys would constantly say who you guys wanted, and and you know, and and it's all right, like you said, it's no exact science. Sometimes you get them wrong, sometimes you get them right. But my point is like this: it, just say the, the shortest distance between two points, right? So why isn't it that getting picks and acquiring additional draft capital is such the furthest reach from? 
um, you know, and building an overall team versus just putting everything on Caleb Williams. And 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 I and I have my criticisms about him too, but I mean it's just like I would assume that every rookie has some growing pains or struggles. Isn't that, absolutely. you know, am I, am I making any sure. sense? Sure, Gen- generally chief. Yeah, I mean, but look, uh, sometimes uh, you got a C.J. Stroud who blows the league away in his first year. It's rare. I, I just get to the point where I'm not against, like, building up the roster. However, watching football and watching someone like Patrick Mahomes operate. If you have the opportunity to draft a potential top 10 quarterback in this league and then you'll have him on the rookie deal, which I think is what Ryan Poles has in front of him, you know, and I I think it's Caleb Williams, but maybe he thinks it's Drake May or Jaden Daniels. I don't care who it is because you and Sylvie have said just get it right. Of yes. course, that's how we feel about it, but also the opportunity to have a potential top 10 quarterback in the league on a rookie deal puts you in Super Bowl contention pretty quickly if you're right about it. Like, Chief, I'm not telling you that building a football team by trading out of the first overall selection, acquiring picks, and then becoming a a more talented team in a number of areas is a bad route. I'm not telling you that. What I'm telling you is, is the people that can't understand why you would do anything other than that, I'm giving you the reason. I'm giving you, yeah. you can fill that offense and that defense with better players, but until your quarterback and your offense as a, as a unit becomes a more efficient crew, you're not going anywhere. It, yeah. It, so it, I, I don't understand, like, if you want to upgrade the most important position in all of sports because you have this unique opportunity with the first overall selection and what many believe it, is a quarterback-rich draft. To go that route, I don't understand why so many people think that that's an outrageous choice. Is Caleb Williams a sure thing? Absolutely not. It's not a sure thing that you move forward with this bevy of picks and you get them all right. And the existing quarterback makes this monumental leap because you've surrounded him, quote unquote, with a bevy of picks that are all talented. Like there's risk attached with everything. And And my my frustration comes from not that you have this perspective. That is different than maybe your perspective. It's that people are so close-minded about this is the only way. This organization has something at their disposal that they won't have. Maybe ever again. Oh, no, it, it, they could be in the, the best position you will ever see a team. A seven-win team with the number one overall pick in a and, quarterback-rich draft. And, oh, yeah. Danny just Danny's walking by the studio saying he drew a penis. If you can't open your brain to the thought that possibly... That Ryan Poles and his staff of professionals up at Hallis Hall, you can't open your thought, your brain to the thought that maybe they believe up there that this is the right and most prudent choice with this great opportunity that they have. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm, I mean, like that is an option to me that seems to be a pretty common sense option that I would think be just as common sense for you as sticking with status quo and just surrounding the existing person with better players. Like, I would suggest to anybody who's closed minded on either front to open your brain to both concepts. Open your soak third it eye. In, soak it in and contemplate both and acknowledge that this organization's got an opportunity to go here or go there. And these are two better choices than they've probably had in a very long time. Former Bears wide receiver Tom Waddle taking your calls here on Waddle and Sylvie Miller and for Sylvie.
Waddle and Sylvie back here on ESPN 1000, and Jeff Miller sitting in for Sylvie today. We got some news yesterday regarding Bears legend and recently informed uh, inductee Steve Mongo McMichael yesterday. We got news about him, and you have an update regarding Yeah, it, it feels like it's really good news. Update on Steve. Steve is responding to the antibiotics administered for treatment of his UTI. He's also undergoing a procedure known as thoracentesis to remove fluid from his lungs. Steve is expected to be released from the hospital in the coming days. Continued prayers are appreciated. Thank you, the McMichael family. This was released at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, so amidst, uh, amidst all of this conversation about our favorite football team and what they should do with the first overall pick and what they should do at quarterback, more importantly, one of the mm-hmm. true legends yeah. of the sport and one of the... Their franchise's greatest players, Steve uh, McMichael, is is doing better and truly all around good guy as well. Oh, so a very encouraging. He's a news. fabulous person. Glad to hear that. So uh, continue to take your calls here on ESPN one thousand three one two three three two three seven seven six. Full phone lines regarding the Bears and what's coming up for them this offseason. We'll also go through the some positions of needs, not just the quarterback, and take your calls here on ESPN Chicago.